You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The Boston Celtics outlast the Toronto Raptors in Game 2 and take a 2 nothing. Series lead 102-99. I'm Sierra Goodwill with the whole gang here tonight. Jimmy Toscano, Josue Pavone, and Bobby Manning. All you really need to know is that in the fourth quarter, Marcus Smart and Kemba Walker combined for more points than the Toronto Raptors did as a team. It was really the Smart show when he hit the five threes in a row. It was absolutely wild and the most Marcus Smart thing ever. And then Kemba finally got rolling in crunch time, which is just he knows how to win, even though he barely has ever played in the playoffs in his NBA career. It ha- he hasn't lost how to win when it matters the most. Listen, it even when he was in you. Charlotte. No, you go, Bob. It kills you when your team lets you down. And my team, the team I picked going into this series, just keeps doing it. The Toronto <laughs> Raptors. What is going on with them? Anything they do, they run into a brick wall. They get the transition game ramping up here. Works for a little bit, doesn't get going in the closing, especially on the last play. I know you guys didn't like the lack of a timeout. They were killing it there all game long, and then they run into a Jason Tatum wall on that play. Fred Van Fleet, another bad night from three. They got Gasol the ball in the lane a little bit more. That didn't work. And the bench, the bench that we love, that everyone was going crazy about, 100 points. They basically have one guy off the bench scoring at this point in Serge Ibaka. I don't know where they go from here. The half-court offense looks horrific for them. And all the turnovers, all the fouls late in this game, they completely collapsed in the fourth quarter. Wait a minute, That's Bobby. Right. Give the team some credit here, though. I mean, <laughs> one guy scored 16 points in six minutes, and they still had a chance to win this game. I mean, Nick Nurse, yeah, like you said at the top, he didn't do himself any favors by not calling a timeout when he had – Fred Van Fleet chucking the Hail Mary with like seven seconds, which is like an eternity in basketball. I just think the direction has been a little bit off. Um, you can't game plan for five three-pointers in a row for Marcus Smart. So I do think that the Raptors, of course, had their hands full when that happened. But also credit to, to Kemba Walker for, for helping this team, you know, close things out. But at the end of the day, I, I still don't think this thing's going to be a sweep or that the Celtics are going to win this in five. I don't know, man. Something about this series – Still makes me think that if it doesn't go to distance, maybe six. I don't know. I think the series is still a long way from over. I don't know what they can do, Jimmy. Mute, mute this guy. Mute these two guys. I can't believe it. Give, you, Jose, did you say give credit to the Raptors? Give credit I mean, to the Raptors. No credit to the Raptors. Give them credit they hung in there. Most teams would have been down by 20 after someone goes wild for 16 straight Most points. Teams- would have been up by 20 if they were playing a crappy Celtics team the way the Celtics played for three and a half quarters. Instead, they were only up eight points, 
and listen, they allowed Marcus Smart to get hot. You don't want to let him get hot because that's <laughs> what Marcus him. Smart does. He can go from zero to 60 in 30 seconds. Sierra said it. That was the most Marcus Smart thing ever. And credit Kemba Walker, too, because as bad as Kemba Walker was for three and a half quarters, that fourth quarter shot he took was probably the biggest shot of the game when he drove down the lane, stepped back to freedom, Drano. Yeah. And that put the Celtics ahead, and are, they were ahead, but that sort of gave them that breathing room that they needed. So I'm not going to give the Raptors any credit. And Nick Nurse, I know we're going to talk about him later, but him crying. All I'm going to remember about Nick Nurse, Nick Nurse is him sitting like this on the bench being like, oh, dear God, I wasn't ready for this Celtics team. Well, all the Celtics players, Brad Stevens, in the postgame press conferences that I listened in on, pretty much were just praising the ground Marcus Smart walks on saying there is only <laughs> one Marcus Smart and you want him on your team on Twitter Ennis Cantor Taco Vincent Poirier oh really just praising Marcus Smart everyone loves the fact that he's on their team and I think a big underrated part of this series and postseason run for the Celtics is a Marcus Smart like guy because he self-motivates he motivates the team from within when you have nothing else around you doing that in the bubble uh, without the, yeah. the uh, adoring fans. But how do they put out the Raptors, right? I, I don't see them coming back from a 3 nothing series lead if the Celtics are able to command that on Thursday. What do they need to do to kind of put their foot on their uh, throats here? I'd say continue to take advantage of the weak spots they're giving them on the defense. Game one, they take the corners, 10 for 15 three-point shooting. Game two, they take advantage of the space they're giving Marcus Smart out on the perimeter. And he definitely had a little more space, especially in rotation, when Grant Williams is drawing a guy in the corner rather than him on the wing. They just took advantage of everything they could find in this game. Kemba Walker's struggling. Smart goes off to follow that up. Tatum picks all his spots is aggressive, gets in the lane when everyone else is struggling. They take advantage. Toronto doesn't take advantage of everything. We're going to do a whole video about them complaining about calls. I didn't. I thought they got the better whistle in this one. They overturned the out-of-bounds play on Smart. They overturned the foul and transition on Smart. They got a good whistle in this one. They had a good lead going into the fourth quarter, a strong game through three quarters, and they just blew it. They didn't take advantage. No, I mean, yeah, that, and that's why I won't give them credit because I, I, I think that the Raptors gave it everything they had and the Celtics played, like, below-average basketball. So, like, that's what I said. Even when, if the Celtics had lost game two, and they tried to, the Celtics tried to lose this game at the very end there under two minutes left, turnovers, fouls, the tech on Jason Tatum. The Celtics lose this game. I'm still saying, listen, yeah, they lost, but the Celtics played like crap and had a chance to win this game. They're clearly, in my opinion, the better team now. I've seen two games, Celtics-Raptors in the playoffs, and both times I've said the Celtics are clearly the better team here. They have more talent in the starting lineup. It doesn't matter to me, you know, how much size or how much depth the Raptors might have. They're not showing it. Sergi Bach has been their best player through two games, and that's a guy that if he's your best player, you're not winning a series. No offense to Sergi Bach. He's just not at that point in his career anymore. He's been the biggest thorn in the Celtics' side because none of their other players. Lowry hasn't looked like himself. Van Fleet hasn't looked like himself. Um, Siakam hasn't looked like – none of these guys are the guys that got them to the number two seed in the East. So, to me, it's done. I, this is my series-clinching helmet or hard hat. It's on. <laughs> it's over. Oh, man, Jimmy. See, that's the thing. Those three guys you just mentioned from the Raptors, that's not going to continue to happen. I don't think all three of those it guys – 
some sort of combination is going to continue to come up short. One of those guys is going to go off. My pick is Siakam, 26, 27. Ah, maybe, the so three, maybe the three of those guys can combine for at least 65 points, something to that stretch. And I think that's going to go a long way, obviously, for this team. But also, uh, Jason Tatum, don't let what happened discourage you, okay? Keep going to the rim. If you have to earn another tech, I don't care, but just keep it together because you finally put together a heck of a performance in the playoffs, but you got it done at the free throw line. That's, that rarely happens for Jason Tatum. 14 for 14 from the free yeah. throw line. Obviously, the kid can make them. He can obviously get there. I just want to see a little more consistency. Yeah, he could have definitely gotten away with driving to the hoop a lot more than he actually did in this game. But for all of our Celtics postseason coverage, you can find it on our website at clnsmedia.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Celtics All Access. The Garden Report is brought to you by Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code MAXWELL20 at manscaped.com. Take your grooming game to the next level. The Celtics steal game two from the Toronto Raptors, outlasting them in that fourth quarter. I'm Sierra Goodwill here with Jimmy Toscano, Joe Swapevone, and Bobby Manning. And let me tell you, Nick Nurse, not so happy with his team, but even unhappier with the refs. The frustrating part about it is this, is he shoots 14 free throws, which is as much as our whole team shoots. That's the frustrating part. Well, I just see him as unfortunate, Doug, to be honest with you. I mean, I think uh, I think Smart fouled the shit out of him on the one. So there, there's one, there's one for you. A lot of complaining from oh, Nick Nurse. Uh, <laughs> I, know, I know you have plenty tears. to say about it. Is this the right call for him to take this approach with the media after the game? Now that he's down 0-2. This is so sad. This is your classic deflecting blame. Why doesn't Nick Nurse criticize himself? for not calling a timeout on the final possession of the game, instead letting Fred Van Flail and Fred Van Feet <laughs> go running down the court and ha- throwing up a Hail Mary that had no chance. Oh, come on, man. His family's there. I he mean, wanted to be the hero. Un- un- <laughs> unbelievable that Nick Nurse is taking this approach. Brad Stevens rarely has, you know, harsh he would never for, for the officials or taking a slight at another team's player like Jason Tatum, almost kind of taken away from his aggressiveness, saying, you know, you know, they treated him right tonight. Dude, your guys maybe could take a page out of Jason Tatum's book and drive to the lane because you took zero free throws in the first half. That's why you had as many free throws as Jason Tatum because you never did anything to get to the line. This is the formation of a team that has a massive talent gap right now. And you look at the Celtics, they're getting the star calls for a guy like Tatum. And this is what he's been complaining for. This is what he's been throwing his arms up in the air for years. For this kind of game where he can get 14 free throws, and the Celtics are getting the advantage of being the more flashy. Joe Sway called the Raptors boring, and they have been through two games. <laughs> this yeah. is what happens when you're on the wrong end of this. You have to try to generate favor. The coaches who are struggling, who are behind, have to try to generate something through the officials to get their team going when you score less than 100 points in both games. That's what Nick Nurse is doing here, and it's surprising to hear from the coach of the year, but we saw Fred Hoiberg do this a couple of years ago, especially when you compare – this guy's complaints about Tatum. And where's Fred about Hoiberg? Isaiah now. Thomas. Uh, Nebraska, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, shout out to my boy Fred. But, yeah, I mean, I agree <laughs> with both of you guys. I, you look at this Raptors team and guys like who can get to the free throw line. They've done this before. And for Nick Nurse to, to, to pull at that string, it's like, come on, man. Listen, Jason Tatum, we've been talking about his ascension and what he means to the league. But – 
when it comes to getting to the free throw line, this doesn't happen all the time. So this was, I, I just thought it wasn't the game to do that. It wasn't like Tatum was getting to the line three, four, you know, straight times. You know, it was sort of a quiet 15. It wasn't you know, like it was James Harden. Right, right. If he went hard and out there, or, or if he went hard and out there for the last three, four minutes, okay, that's a good time to pull up that card. But Nick Nurse right there, I don't know, man. It makes him look a little weak, if you ask me. Yeah. A little bit. So I, I think he should, have, uh, he should have taken accountability and said, listen, I should have called that timeout. But maybe he did. I didn't see the whole press conference, but that's the first thing I would want to hear out of his mouth. And he's given his players excuses, you know, instead of taking accountability. The, you should, right. you know, the players need to take, you know, Nothing Jason Tatum did have anything to do with Marcus Smart hitting five straight three-pointers in the fourth quarter, you know? Yeah. Talk about exactly. how to play better defense to prevent that. Yeah. Talk about what, what you can do to keep Kemba Walker from scoring, the, you know, one of the you know, biggest shots of the game. Talk about those things. Don't talk about a call that was missed or a call that maybe you thought was a touch foul. Or, you know, it's, it's, it's just sour grapes is what it is. It's, mm -hmm. And when you compare it to what Brad Stevens is like, you mentioned it in terms of how he comments on the officiating or – rarely ever does because we know today after the uh, game he commented on Jason Tatum's technical but in a way that said his defense on the final possession is the only way he was able to make up for his technical foul mm -hmm. admitting that he deserved it even though a lot of people thought it was a soft technical foul especially in the playoffs Stevens mm -hmm. thought he deserved it because uh, he, he most of the time he wants his players to take that accountability. So in that way, I think Stevens has definitely been a little bit more professional than Nurse in this series. But also on the court, I think he's done a better coaching job. How would you assess the head-to-head -head matchup between these two coaches? That's the thing. Nurse is on the sidelines, bent over. We did the hands on the head thing. You see, <laughs> it's, it's so in his head. And I thought it got into the Celtics' heads a bit, too, the officiating at some spots. But that shows that it was going both ways in this one. You had the zero Toronto free throws in the first half. You had those two reversals on the video replays after that went in Toronto's favor. I thought this was a completely balanced game when it came to both sides getting screwed, which is the best you can hope for in the NBA, both teams leaving mad. Uh, so I, I, don't, I don't know. I, it just irks me. It shows a team going in the wrong direction. And – the adjustments aren't there. I thought they were going to be from a coach like Nick Nurk, and they didn't. They didn't have it at all here. This was this was embarrassing. But Bob, is there anything that you think can the Raptors do anything? Can Nick Nurse do anything to get his team back into this series, or, or is there nothing really? Left? The only thing I can think of is more Ibaka. Marcus has been useless in this series for the most part. He made a few nice passes in the lane in this one. Ibaka's been great. His minutes got to go up. He played less than thirty here. He's killing them. He's a bad matchup for Robert Williams in a lot of those matchups. And I think he could challenge Tice, too, in the foul game with some of his up fakes and all that. And that is you, – didn't you just call him the best player on the team through two games? He's only playing 26 minutes in each. you got to have that guy out there more. Yeah, I'm going to give the edge to Brad Stevens for sure. Um, it's not by a whole lot, though. I did notice the adjustments that uh, Nick Nurse did defensively with guarding the pick and roll. The Celtics made – uh, heading into game one, which is something that you didn't see a whole lot in the first series. They're starting to pick and rolls uh, higher up on the on the uh, perimeter. And uh, Nick Nurse did a really good job of, of sort of uh, disrupting Kemba a bit. You know, he obviously was, you know, oh for, for for a while uh, throughout that first half. So I want to see a little more of that. But um, if I'm Brad Stevens, you know, I'm thinking he's going to come up with something else in game three, of course. And if you're Nick Nurse, you have to really start considering other options and trying to figure out, wait, how does Marcus Smart score five three-pointers in a row. And I don't care where he was shooting it from because some of those, they weren't all contested. 
how do you stop the bleeding when that happens? Fourth quarter execution. Your team was able to survive that. 16 points in six minutes for Marcus Smart. And you still – I don't think any coach is ready for that. (laughs) But the Raptors were still one point away. It was a two-point game. And you have to find out what sort of go-to plays will help you push through in those situations. Because I think Brad Stevens has his number there. I mean, a lot, of the, a lot of the times with, with the Raptors, they'll beat you and they'll beat you by 10, 12, or 7. You know, when you go down the wire with a team again like the Celtics, with more than one closer, I mean, that's when you can really find yourself in trouble against Brad Stevens and the Celtics. Well, Phil, yeah. you go, you're good, Jimmy? I'm good, yeah. I was just going to say the one thing, I think, if you're the Raptors, you, when, you, when you are on a little bit of a run like they had in that third quarter there where I think they went up 10 or 12 at one point and the Celtics were playing their absolute worst, that's when you, if you're the Raptors, that's when you have to keep the foot on the necks and you have to really, you know, just take it to them and build that 10 point lead. That's got to be 15, 20 points in, in this playoff series because you can see how quickly it can vanish. And the Celtics had no business only being down eight points when that fourth Isn't that quarter something? Started. This was supposed yeah. to be the tightest series, and we're sitting here saying, Come on, Raptors, you can do it. Come on, you can, you can hang <laughs> it with them. It was a tight game. It did come down to the final. It did. But, and it was a tight game because the Raptors didn't take advantage of when they went on that run, they let the Celtics climb back in it right away after that. When the yeah. Celtics looked at they had the Celtics on the edge. Well, for all of our Celtics postseason coverage, you can find it on our website at clnsmedia.com. And don't forget, for all of our video content, you can find it on our YouTube channel at Celtics All Access.